Hello everybody and welcome back to Faith Asters with your friends Athena, Ruth and Phillips. Welcome back to episode 3 of the resurrection episode. So honestly, I am the most excited for this one particular episode in the entire resurrection series. And this one has consumed more time and more effort than the rest and very excited to give you guys these, this material. And also hope you guys go through it and just get to know the wealth of information that Christianity has. So in this particular episode, we will be looking at historical facts, just pure and simple historical facts. In the next episode, we will be discussing about these facts and we'll be trying to understand what exactly happened. But, but this episode is just the facts. So before further ado, we will go ahead and we will say a short prayer. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord Jesus, you willed that so much evidence be preserved from a historic standpoint to your resurrection so that all of us could learn and look at it and marvel as to how great you are, how great your deeds are. I pray that everyone listening to this episode and watching this podcast might come to see the wealth of information that you have left behind for all of us. I make this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, holy be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all evil. Amen. Okay, guys. So just the facts. So I will be discussing with you five facts totally. So the first fact, the first fact that you can remember as the execution. So what are we trying to prove? We are trying to prove that Jesus of Nazareth was executed by a public crucifixion. So as ironic as it might sound to you guys, but if we want to prove that someone has risen from the dead, we need to prove that that person has died in the first place. So do you guys know how much historical evidence we have, how many sources we have stating that Jesus was killed by a crucifixion nine and that's a lot that's a lot remember in the previous episode i gave you the example of alexander the great 300 to 400 years after he lived we have two sources writing about him and here for jesus within the first 100 years of his execution we have nine sources now, out of these nine, four are our biblical sources, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And five sources we have, five non-Christian sources, stating that Jesus of Nazareth was crucified. All the sources are given in the description box, all links in the description box. I will be reading out two. So first source is Josephus. He was a Jewish historian who wrote in around 70 AD. Regarding Jesus of Nazareth, he writes, At this time, there was a wise man who was called Jesus, and his conduct was good, and he was known to be virtuous. And many people from among the Jews and other nations became his disciples. Pilate condemned him to be crucified and to die, 
and those who had become his disciples did not abandon their loyalty to him. They reported that he had appeared to them three days after his crucifixion and that he was alive. Accordingly, they believed that he was the Messiah concerning whom the prophets have recounted wonders. Regarding Josephus, I must add, the writings that we have today, many claimed were interpolated by Christians. This allegation is not something that has been supported or denied by scholars. Nevertheless, what I have presented to you is what is believed to be the non-interpolated version. Even so much is sufficient to prove our case. And in case any of you are curious, the link is in the description box to what the people claim is the interpolated version. Next, I want to write, I want to read out from Tacitus in the 115 AD. So Tacitus was a Roman historian. He wrote in 115 AD, he writes, Nero fastened the guilt of the burning of Rome and inflicted the most exquisite tortures on a class hated for their abominations called Christians by the populace. Christus, from whom the name had its origin, suffered the extreme penalty during the reign of Tiberius at the hands of one of our procurators, Pontius Pilate. We have three other historians, that is Lucian of Samosata, the Jewish Talmud, Mara Serapin. All three links in the description box, all five links actually. And one more thing that I want to point out over here is that Lucian, Tacitus, and the Jewish Talmud, they are not sympathizing with Christians at this point of time. They are mocking the Christians for worshipping a man who was crucified. This, by the way, is a source of embarrassment. So there is actually no reason to deny their work. So one thing that uh, it, that non-believers tell me is that they want a non-Christian source that writes Jesus was raised from the dead. But guys, here is the thing. A non-Christian source is not going to write that Jesus was raised from the dead. They are at best going to write that Christians believe that, they, that Jesus rose from the dead. And if they do in fact write that Jesus did indeed rise from the dead, that makes them Christian and that makes them just one among the many Christians who have written. Yes, we have a lot of written work by the early Christians stating that Jesus rose from the dead. Here we have pure gold. We have non-Christians telling us that Jesus was a good man and that he was crucified. And three days later, his disciples claimed that he rose from the dead, that they had seen him. So nevertheless, here we have proved that Jesus was in fact crucified. And the second fact, the second historic fact is that the, Jesus, that the first century disciples of Jesus, his 12 disciples, they believed that he had risen from the dead. Now, all scholars grant that these 12 did in fact believe that Jesus had risen from the dead. And there are two things about these people that one might want to note. So first thing is that they claimed to have seen him alive. They said that we have seen him rise from the dead. We have seen him, his body we have seen, his risen glorious body. Second thing is that these 12 disciples, they remained faithful to this claim 
till their very death. All 12 of them were crucified, were killed in 12 different corners of the world. All 12 of them saying the same thing right up to their very death. And please note that these were not rich, big men. These were simple, ordinary fishermen and peasants whom Jesus chose to be the 12, who at, in 12 different corners of the world all suffered death for his sake, for claiming that he had risen from the dead and that he was God. Also, we have a lot of writings from the early church fathers attesting to the same. And obviously, we can't deny the Gospels. The Gospels, all of them written in the first century, are very good sources to prove that the 12 disciples believed that Jesus had written from the dead, risen from the dead. We have the letters of St. Paul also writing the same thing, that the 12 disciples preached the resurrection. We have disciples of the apostles. So Clement became the bishop of Rome. Peter appointed him to be the bishop of Rome. He also wrote the same thing that Peter preached that Jesus had risen from the dead and Clement preached the same. Polycarp also was the disciple of St. John. He also said the same that John preached the resurrection and he also preached the same. And on top of that, we have Tertullian. He wrote, he actually attested to this. He said, Peter appointed uh, Clement and John appointed Polycarp and they are all teaching the resurrection. So go and see that this is what Christians believe that Jesus has risen from the dead. So that's a fact too. The first century disciples of Jesus believed and claimed that he had risen from the dead. Now, the third fact that we can historically prove is that Paul became a Christian. So Paul, by his own testimony, he writes in his letters that he was a persecutor of the church. He was persecuting the Christians. And by what he has written by his own testimony, he saw the risen Lord that caused him to become a Christian. Same thing he said again. I saw Jesus Christ alive and that is why I began to believe in his lordship and that is why I am a Christian. Paul was a zealous Jew persecuting the Christians for their blasphemy. Nevertheless, one fine day he converted to Christianity. And please note that he was willing to suffer for, for this particular gospel. He had a very long life one full of suffering he suffered continuously and in the end he was also killed we get all of these from the writings of the early church fathers and links in the description box the fourth fact that we know is that jesus's cousin became a christian james the cousin of jesus christ who for us as long as jesus was alive never believed that Jesus was the Messiah. He was a pious Jew. And after Jesus's execution, he claimed to have seen Jesus alive. He said that I saw Jesus come back to life. I saw his risen body. And he also became a Christian. And he also ultimately was executed for this. The early church was just a pool of blood. All of these people claiming to have seen Jesus Christ alive and they all died for it. They all died for claiming that Jesus is Lord. But nevertheless, these guys 
did not back away from this so that proves with how much sincerity they did believe that jesus is god that doesn't mean that he is god but that does prove that these guys were very sincere in believing that jesus had risen from the dead so regarding james we have uh, early, we have writings from the early church hegesippus writes james the lord's brother succeeds to the government of the church in conjunction with the apostles he has been universally called the just from the days of the lord down to the present time for many bore the names of name of james but this one was holy from his mother's womb he drank no wine and or any other intoxicating liquor nor did he eat flesh no razor came upon his head he did not anoint himself with oil nor make use of the bath he alone was permitted to enter the holy place for he did not wear any woolen garment but fine linen only he alone i say was wont to go into the temple and he used to be found kneeling on his knees begging forgiveness for all the people so that the skin of his knees became horny like that of a camel's by reason of this constant bending the knee in adoration to god and begging forgiveness for the people therefore in consequence of his preeminent justice he was called the just and oblius which signifies in greek defense of the people and justice in accordance with what the prophets declare concerning him this is how pious saint james was a really pious jew who did not believe that his own cousin was the messiah that the prophets had prophesied of but 3 days after his death he believed and he became a christian what happened guys we'll think about it in the next episode what happened to this man anyway as for now let's continue the fifth and a very important fact the empty tomb the tomb of jesus was found to be empty how can we be absolutely sure that the tomb was empty because that's one of the things that the disciples of jesus uh, said and his adversaries attested to it they the disciples of jesus preached go see the tomb is empty and the easiest way to put a full stop to christianity there it was was to produce the dead body of jesus here is the body look the man is dead that's not what the adversaries said they said that the disciples stole the body which is just an excuse for the fact that the body is missing so how the tomb became empty that we will discuss in the next episode but as of now what we do need to note is that the tomb of jesus was empty so that's it for today's episode let us recall the five facts that we went through first fact jesus of nazareth was killed by an execution he was crucified he was dead for sure second fact his disciples believed that he had risen from the dead third fact church persecutor paul was a christian fourth fact saint james his brother the cousin of jesus christ he believed that jesus had risen from the dead he became a christian and fifth fact is that the tomb of jesus was found to be empty so so much for today's episode let us end with a word of prayer 
In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for this wonderful episode. Thank you for this wealth of information that you have given to all of us. Uh, let I ask for the intercession of Mother Mary for everybody who is listening to this episode. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to this episode. And please do like, share and subscribe. That is very encouraging for all of us. Thank you. See you in the next episode.